If you guys tuned in last week, you know I was proud to announce a new sponsor for the show, AV Gear Guy. So if you guys have any documents, photos, any old footage, skate footage, you know, that could be on VHS, Hi8, film, whatever, and you want to transfer it to digital, you can do this with AV Gear Guy. So to go to avgearguy.com, here's the deal. You mentioned the podcast, no Mongo podcast, you get 5% off. So you know the drill. These, you know, tapes, they degrade over time. They're at risk for a fire. Get them transferred to digital. Save 5% by mentioning No Mongo Podcast. It's easy as that. So it's avgearguy.com, avgearguy.com. The guy has more than 30 years experience in the game. Good morning, good afternoon, welcome to the No Mongo Podcast. My name is Rick Beta. Glad to have you here for episode number 48. Only what, a couple more till the big 5-0. Then it's what, 100, 1,000, million? I'll see how, bad I, how, how long I can keep this bad boy going. But I'm glad to have you here, glad you joined, glad you're listening, wherever you may be, in the car, in the gym. I appreciate it. So you can follow along on social media at Rick Beta. That's R I C K B A T A on Twitter and Instagram. And also feel free to email the show, nomongapodcast at gmail.com. Let me know what's on your mind. Let's get it. So, yeah, a lot, lot, very, it's a very uh, interesting uh, episode today, but I'm going to start off with my favorite subject right now or my favorite topic of this episode. And I wanted to start off with Jenkins revisiting the Water Tower Ollie with Jeremy Ray. This came out uh, a couple weeks back. I'm just finally getting around to it. One, because th- the name of the title, if you know what that means, you-, you know the history on that. But did you guys see this? Originally, honestly, I was just like, nah, you know, I'm good. I-, I-, I saw it when it happened back in the day and don't really need to revisit it. My palms have been you know sweaty since 1997 because of it. So, But, you know, something, something kept pulling me in. I'm like, Rick, dude, suck it up. Just... I just watched the video and it was only about like 10 minutes long but I couldn't avoid it I was being drawn in and glad and I'm kind of glad I did very glad I did and uh Jenkum, you guys did a fantastic job with this one you guys have been on fire as of late I mean you guys are always always been good but I'm not gonna lie it's you guys uh, more and more often I'm going to your guys' site first and then checking all the other guys but I'm just gonna leave it at that not playing favorites but as I said, it's only 10 minutes long or so, and it, what they did is it's just a simple meetup with Jeremy Ray. He had to take out the car seat in the back, you know, get him in the car, boom, and they, and they documented the whole thing. So he they drove by, and this was being filmed by Alex Raspa and Ian Mishnah. So basically it was some great insight as to how and when, I guess, when he actually, no, even before that, how he broke it to his wife. <laughs> he talks about, like, you know, oh yeah, they were driving past it one day. One day, I'm gonna ollie that. And his wife at the time had no idea what an ollie was or what an ollie is. And then he told her after the fact. I'm assuming after she became more aware of what he does and all that, <laughs> she flipped out. But it was so crazy because, I mean, like I said, she had no idea. But he just shrugged it off like he's so. It was like no big deal. That's what I'm crazy. I'm feeling crazy about. It's like. I mean, she, uh, yeah, I can totally understand her freaking out. Like, wait, what? You did that on that? That's a whole nother talk, you know, conversation. But I just love how calm and casual he is. I'm checking my notes. That's exactly what I wrote, calm and casual. 
even to this day. You know, just the fact that, and what really caught it for me, what I was like, man, he is so nonchalant about it. Very, very humble. It's just the fact that when he was calling over that dude, I think it was the guy testing the water or whatever, the word, he used the word some guy, or he said, you know, some, some guy, some dude all, you know, did a ollie this or jump this and, you know, not really saying, I did it. That's what I would have come with. I'm like, hey, dude. You know what I did? I ollied this, these two uh, back in the day. I'm, we need to measure it. You're going to make it happen. Can you open these gates for me, please? And the guy would be like, oh, yeah, yeah, okay, Mr. Ray, come on. But, you know, actually, I would even have a T-shirt on. Be like, I'd have the picture of it. But, look, this is me. There's, those are the water towers. We need to come in. We're filming this video. We need to measure. I would have just gone full on like evil Knievel, man. Like, basically, like, I would have yelled at the guy, do you know the hell I am? Do you know who the hell I am? You know how badly I could hurt you right now? I'm right up there with Evil Knievel, man. Don't mess with the Ray. Can we call him the Ray? I think we could probably call him the Ray. <laughs> uh, basically, it'll be like, hey, man, you're going to hear from my lawyer. This is not cool. I got a camera crew here. All we want to do is measure this bad boy. But, you know, that guy, he didn't. I mean, he was on film. He's trying to cover his butt. His name was even shown, I think, too, in the company. So he couldn't let the crew in. But anyways, what, what was funny, too, is, you know, he, like I no noted, very humble, very casual about it, even to this day, and even to this point. He just didn't say, I did this. He said some guy did it. Very interesting point. And it was also cool to see how casual, oh, we'll come back in like five minutes. Now, that's dedication. That's dedication knowing, one, how long this guy is going to be measuring this water, and two, maybe it wasn't five minutes, maybe this lapsed time, but oh, we'll come back in five. Yeah, no big deal. They'll probably just see us hanging out. Yeah, whatever. So... Yeah, that's dedication. And what's cool is, you know, what if the dudes were, like, still there? What if they came back and they're like, you know, just pay close attention. to Actually, what, what I, wrote, I wrote on the notes, too, if you pay really close attention right, <coughs> right when they're hopping the gate, you can see a quick clip of the man himself. So you can see Ian Mishnah. There's a little peek. Boom. Just giving you a heads up if you haven't seen it yet. So, But, you know, in my notes as well. Asking the guy about fluoride levels was pretty awesome. Yeah, exactly. He was he knew all the, the, the right questions to ask to kind of humanize him, you know. Once again, he didn't say who he was. But he's you can tell he's a man of the people. Looking out for everyone's water. Making sure the fluoride's cool. Is it drinkable? So, good looking out, Jeremy. Good looking out. But I also never knew the length of that Ollie. I don't, maybe, maybe they talked about it way back in the day, but I never knew. I just was like, that's insane. Yeah. That. So thank you to the Jankum team for doing this. I agree. It is probably one of the most insane things I've ever seen, like in my past, what, 30 years on a board. I mean, I still don't know how he did it. And the fact that he, he is pretty confident. And when he was talking about it, that he could do like a 180 or a kickflip over it. That's, that's just bonkers. Just to say that out loud verbally, like, ah, you know, I did an ollie and now I can do a kickflip or one. What? Oh. And, and, and the way he was talking about this, the logic on his would-be attempts, I mean, he made a great point, though, and it's, it, it, it makes complete sense. If you've ever ollied over, like, a gap or anything that has, like, a spot where you can hang up, it's true. If you get the right amount of speed, odds are you're going to hang up and go forward because that's just momentum that's physics but 
well, I mean, I guess for the most part, but it, there's the whole what if. He also thought, too, what if there was a pebble and then you're going head first down? You know, there's so many different factors, right? But he was so convincing that I, I literally, I almost hopped in my car and, and, and drove down there to try it. Like, I was going to tell my wife on the way, babe, I'm pulling to Jeremy Ray. I'm going to go jump some water towers. Um, I love you. Tell the kids I love them. <laughs> I was like, but then I was like, no, no. But he was so calm about it. I, I, I just, I'm still to this day so amazing. But a couple other notes I did take too. Four, four minutes and 54 seconds. Jumping up and grabbing that ladder. Just that alone, the strength to take, you know, like he's just Jackie Chan, like, huh. Because you can't use both hands. You got to leverage and jump and kind of, you know, parkour it. And also, too, pause it right at six minutes and two seconds. Just take that all in. The magnitude of those towers, the length of the gap, the ground. There's no grass, you guys. It, it, just to remind you, it's pretty rock. It's, it has cement and it's got rocks. There never was grass. There never still isn't to this day. I just stared at that image for like a minute in awe. So crazy. Oh, but anyway, so what was crazy too is I was all along. I also kept like expecting that worker to pop out of nowhere, you know, like a gotcha. I knew you were going to come back, you know, something like that. I knew it was you all along, Jeremy. <laughs> I'm a big fan. Or maybe something like that. Or even something like, you know, that Baker Forest security guard did. Oh, you know what? If I had a board, I could do it. Yeah, I could do that. I could do a switch, man. I could nollie flip it twice, you know? Yeah. So I was waiting for something like that to come out. Like, I'm like, dude, you guys know they just left only minutes ago. So I kept waiting for that awkward, like, moment where the dude comes back and just nails. I'm like, dude, I caught you. You know, it was a clipboard. <laughs> I could have easily, you know, just seen how they weasel their way out of it. If that. But it, but it never happened. It was cool. They were smart. Jeremy knows what's up. He knows when to go, and they know when to come back, and they wanted to jump. You know, there were no hiding spots when you do have to get in that spot. So they, they did it well. So all I got to say is if you haven't seen this yet, do so after this podcast. You will not regret it. And if you have seen it, watch it another time. Watch another time. Take in all the sounds, all the everything that he's done, you know, explains about it, how humble he was. And, if, of course, he lived to tell this, which is amazing. But I just I could not get over the fact of how humble he is still. I'd be pounding my chest, man, walking into restaurants like, you know who I am? Yeah, I'll leave those back over there. Do I get a comped meal? No? Okay. But, yeah, still one of the craziest things I've ever, ever seen on four wheels. Well done, Jeremy, of course, again. I guess we kind of – we all had to have this happen. It's great that Jenkum did this, you know, to revisit it because it just keeps – it keeps it fresh, so you got a lot of new skaters out there. It keeps keeps it fresh in everyone's minds. Like this was insane, very insane. Well done. Let me know your guys' thoughts on that one. Okay, next up, I want to take things up north to our, uh, I guess, our neighbors up north, Maple Ridge, BC. Now, as a longtime skater and skate park designer, Kyle Dion, he recently put his. It's a five-bedroom house, two bath up for sale but it made local news right and and mainly the big thing is it's because the house comes with like this it says huge backyard pool i think in the article but i mean it's it's a it's a medium-sized bowl like a very cool ramp looks properly made obviously the guy knows what he's doing but it's on the property and it got me thinking like will this ever become like more common i think so I think houses like with ramps in their backyards or their garages or 
anything will continue to become a thing. It doesn't have to be an actual house purchase, too. It could be a rental, too. It, it could be a selling point. Like, you have a Whole Foods nearby. If you have a Whole Foods near, you know what I'm talking about. You know, it's going to be like, well, hey, we have a ramp in our backyard. I think that's going to become a thing. It's going to be a huge selling point. For one, you got to have quality ramps, right? Just think about some of the guys who've sold their houses over the years. So we have Bucky Lassick. You know, he had that huge, uh, you know, Lassick land. Um, that was cool. Tony Hawk's place, too. You know, he's got a bowl and, and uh, a park set up in his backyard. I mean, assuming that he doesn't stay there forever, that's going to be on the market one day. That's going to be a big selling point. I mean, even, too, with, like, someone like Tony Hawk, a non-skater would buy that place. Just to say, oh, yeah, this is Tony Hawk's place. Maybe they'll pick up the sport, you know, along the way. But, you know, Bob Burnquist, Danny Way, Shane O'Neill. Shane O'Neill's got, like, when I think of backyard setups, I think Shane O'Neill's probably got, like, the best. Like, the one that, that I can relate to most or can skate. He's got that mini ramp. It's, like, what, a couple feet by 16 feet wide or 12, 16 feet wide. And then the, the park course. That would be, I'm like, Shane, if you ever want to talk a deal, I mean, I don't know how much I can put down, but. Can you reach out to me first? Let's give me first dibs. <laughs> but that would be like my, like, think about that. That would be perfect. So I can see that happening, right? It's, 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 it could become a thing. You're going to see, I mean, think about, like I mentioned, it's not just a rental, anyone buying a house, anything. It's going to be a whole, like, even on like the Redfin apps, you know, how you put when you're buying a house or renting a neighborhood in an area. You put the, what schools are, if you have kids, like that's what I do a lot. I check the schools. And then you can put a little tab that says, does it have a ramp? Yeah, I think it could. I mean, it just makes it, I think it would make this selling the house so much easier for you too. Because when it does become more popular, more common, you know, that's just another selling point. So I, I just, I had to, I, I just thought about that. Because here's his deal. The whole reason why Dion is selling his house is, let me check this here. Yeah, so he said, now raising five children of his own, Dion's on the hunt for something bigger, preferably somewhere with room for his mother in the basement and likely another skate park in the backyard. Think about if there was already a skate park set up. He wouldn't have to worry about it. You know, if there were more of them, more inventory. But I guess, you know, obviously with Dion, he does that for a living, so he's going to want to make this his own. So that's cool. So I'm, I'm excited, one, hopefully, you know, he sells the house. And then I want to, two, I want to see what he does with this new place as well. So, I mean... I just, but he, you know, as Dion says, he, he claims, you know, when the home sells, it's kind of an end of an era, you know, a new chapter. But will it be the end of the bowl? Hmm. Who knows? I mean, he did say he's willing to remove it if necessary, but I hope not. I hope someone buys it, you know. I mean, that'd be cool. Imagine buying a house that already has a ramp in the backyard or renting a house. It's already set up. You're ready to go. It's got a nice killer setup in the garage. You know, for the right price, price and right place, that's good. And as of today, the listing for that is eight hundred and forty-nine thousand. So I'm assuming that's in Canadian. It's not a cheap neighborhood. So I mean, that house. Uh, I know I had um, one of my former coworkers bought a house in Maple Ridge, actually, and that's not cheap. That's a very, it's a nice neighborhood. So I mean, the house looks great, and it's, you know, I think it's a good price for what. I mean, it's a five-bedroom, two-bath. And it's, oh, I didn't write the square footage. I think it's like 1,800 square feet, which out here in, in California, San Jose, that'd be like $2 million easily. So if you think about that, that's actually a pretty good price if you got the money, right? So, but I'll be sure to put the link in the show notes so you guys can check it out. You know, I think it's, uh, it's still active. I looked at it yesterday, you know, 849K. If you got it, you got a bowl in the backyard and you want to move to Canada. Just saying. <clears throat> 
Ooh. Okay, now that the fun is done, this next segment, you know, comes with a heavy, heavy heart. And I'm doing it last on purpose because I, I don't think I could actually pull off a whole show if I started off with this. So, yeah, it just something kept telling me I got to at least talk about it. You know, it, it was like I mentioned, it was going to be the lead segment, but no, no way. Couldn't have been able to. But it's regarding the loss of Kobe Bryant and his 13 year old daughter, Gianna. And, of course, there were other parents. This was a helicopter crash. happened yesterday. And even just saying that out loud now, it's tough. Tough to get through just that sentence. Um, all the parents that were involved, all the kids that lost their lives yesterday. Uh, yeah. I mean, I took this very, very, very hard yesterday. I mean, it's – there are only, like, certain moments, certain celebrities, certain individuals that are in the public eye that, that get me like this. Um, I think the last one was uh, Chester Bennington. You know, his story, you know, um, just to kind of sidetrack for a sec, you know, he took his life. And then, you know, you listen to all his songs and just Linkin Park and all that. And it's like the signs were all there. So that was a totally different um, vibe. But that it it just sucker punched me back in the day. I felt the same thing for Kobe Bryant's. um, You know, I I follow Bob Menery on social and I saw the post and I'm like, it was one of those moments like, no, this is a hoax. This can't be true. And even Bob was saying, no, it's it's legit. You know, TMZ is claiming this. I kept scrolling on and scrolling on. I logged back out, scrolling again. But nope. you know, it just, it, it, once I got more and more confirmation of this, it hit so hard, so hard. And I let enough time pass. Like I said, and, and it confirmed, you know, Kobe and, and it was they at the time they kept saying different numbers, which is even worse. You know, news, news outlets suck because they don't they don't ever a lot of them. They don't wait to get all the facts. Right. They start, you know, they want the clicks. You know, they were saying there were rumors that all of his daughters were on board and none. It's like, just shut up until you got the news until the facts, you know. So it was just a, the, the wave of emotions of all that. But, you know, it's yeah, it's Southern California crash. It was so tragic. And. <clears throat> I don't even know how to begin. You know, I think I just want to more talk about it because those of you who are sports fans know how much of an impact he had on everyone. But the main thing is he was he was such a one-of-a-kind guy that he everything he did off the court too. I mean, I follow such a wide range of people on social media that, that might literally, on Facebook, not so much, I guess. On Facebook, it's a different beast. Twitter and Instagram the my entire timelines were flooded with kobe images kobe footage kobe quotes um my entire timeline and i follow everyone from sports to writers to i mean it just i was like even non-sports fans they're all impacted by this news yesterday and it just and and i was i was stuck you know i just kept looking you know i kept my I kept trying to tell my brain you know like no it's not true it can't be true no 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 and he was a one-of-a-kind kid when he came out of high school. He's, he was the youngest kid to ever to come out of high school and dominate in a sport like amongst men. The guy played against Michael Jordan and played well. You know, and obviously more recently, LeBron. He passed uh, LeBron passed him for scoring third tall time on the list. But <clears throat> he he was just... He was. It wasn't just about sports. It wasn't just about that. It was outside of that. And how many 
How many players can claim that? How many sports players, sports guys can claim that? Playing in the NBA at that level. And, you know, and me speaking personally, you know, I and we actually, we all got to see him grow up for before our very own eyes. Such a unique talent. Uh, can't just talk. Dedicated, relentless, and the guy worked harder than any of his teammates, and he expected them to do the same. So he would rub elbows, you know, rub them the wrong way because they weren't putting in 100%. He did not settle. And it was such an amazing journey, like, over the past few decades in sports-wise, and then he was starting Chapter 2 of his life after he retired. So many nights, so many days just watching that guy play. And it's sometimes you, you would squint and you think you're watching Michael Jordan. You know, it's just, just unreal. And now he's gone, and a lot of families are gone. Everyone that was involved, I, I can't even imagine. You know, I, I was sucker punched for one uh, when Kobe, the news of Kobe, then when his daughter was with him, that I just I, I just lost it, man. I, just, I mean, I have two seven-year-old kids, and I was at practice yesterday, and just it just hit me again. I'm like, this is Kobe. Kobe loved his family. I mean, the whole, the, we found out today, the whole reason why he got this helicopter was because he wanted to spend more time with his kids. He was driving in L.A. traffic, off, getting off work, getting off practice. He did that for his kids. <clears throat> so, yeah. But anyways, um. I just, yeah, it just, it, even, I knew even today, I mean, if I would have recorded the show yesterday, I probably would have postponed that. And I knew even one day out, it's, it just, it's hard not to get emotional. This is on a human level. I, I don't care if you don't like sports, you don't like Kobe, you don't like, you don't get it. This is a father who lost his life with his daughter. This is now a family, multiple families, their whole lives have changed. So it's not just the fact that he's a sports guy. Is he was a father, a son, you know. So tragic. So tragic for all the families who lost their loved ones yesterday. I mean, I still feel sick to my stomach. It sucks. Seems very, very unreal. So <clears throat> I guess the good thing is, you know, just seeing all the numerous posts, you know, on social media of all the people I follow, you know, keeping the memory alive. And that's what he'd want, you know. It just is still, it feels weird saying it, you know, and, and I knew it was going to be tough to record this. That's why I chose this to be my final topic of this episode. And Kobe, think about this too. Kobe was so huge in skateboarding, in the skateboard community as well. I mean, yeah, a lot of the Nike team, but look at all the skaters, all the pro skaters who posted. A lot of them. And they all said Kobe was so cool. And I... Honestly, I mean, I don't really like to talk about goals or anything like that, but a couple years back, because I write on my side, I you know, I majored in film, I write movies, looking to break in one of these days, right? But I was like, I, one of these days, my lifetime goal, I'm going to meet Kobe Bryant. And not only am I going to meet with the guy, I'm going to work with Kobe Bryant. That was on my goals, my, my dream list, as I call it. But he, he crossed over. He loved, he respected so many people, but he was just so welcomed in the skateboarding community, which is why I had to talk about it. I mean, this hit so many people. A lot of people, you know, of course, in L.A., can't even imagine. You guys, you know, giving you guys cyber hugs right now. 
he just seemed like such a cool guy, such a smart, smart businessman. So, um, yeah. <sighs> That's all I got. So, I mean, I, I can't say much more about it. Huge, major cyber hug sent out to all the family. Thoughts and prayers, all that stuff. It's, it's real hard to say over Mike, but, um, I know a lot of people, a lot of families are grieving today, and and that's fine. That's normal. And it's going to be, you know, day by day, you know, everyone's you know, just going to be seeing all these footage. <clears throat> but I just wish, you know, I wish I woke up today and, oh, it was all a dream. We're fine. Everything's cool. But it wasn't. So I appreciate you guys. Let me know your thoughts. I mean, do you have any personal stories with Kobe? Any thoughts? I mean, for me. I posted on Instagram, you know, the rookie card that I have that I'm going to pass down to my son one day and just watching that kid grow up and to become who he is today or who, who he was up till yesterday was was a fun, fun ride. So thank you, Kobe, you know, for all you've d done. It was a fun ride. Very, very fun ride. And you will, you will not be forgotten ever. Obviously, your numbers are retired. But, man, the, I was watching a bunch of footage yesterday. That dude was a beast on the, on the floor. And... um yeah, that's all I got, guys. I'm kind of, kind of numb, kind of speechless. But thanks for tuning in. Next week, same time, same place. Be sure to keep an eye on nomongo.com, and uh, love you guys. Bye.